All right, Patriots Nation, the day has finally come. If you've been listening to Babs on the Mic podcast, probably since the first episode, I don't know how many times I've repeated this over and over and over and over. I've been saying the first thing you got to do after the season is over is get a new offensive coordinator. I spoke it into existence. It took 16 days, 16 long days since the end of the Patriots season, but it's officially unofficial. Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots. Round of applause, Patriots Nation. This is the news we have been waiting for. Like, it was a layup, right? I stand by it. I said, if Bill O'Brien did not come to the New England Patriots, it would be a failure. And the Patriots didn't fail here. This was a huge W for Patriots Nation. I woke up today, just like many of you. I saw the news. Adam Schefter tweets. Everyone starts tweeting after that. And he's just like, let's fucking go. Like, let's fucking go. Like, listen, I I was on that side of saying, all right, you need Bill O'Brien here. I want the guy signed the very next day, obviously. Instant gratification. You can't get that. But I give credit to Robert Kraft and maybe Bill Belichick. But I give credit to the organization for acting on this in a timely manner. The Patriots get bounced. They lose week 18. They get bounced out of any playoff hopes. You have that one week after the Patriots lose where it's players got to clean out their lockers, everyone out of Gillette. Let's reassess. The very next week, they do all their interviews in the week with Bill O'Brien slapped right in the middle. After all their interviews are over, it's a Tuesday, and they say, okay, Bill O'Brien's our offensive coordinator. Officially unofficial. There's no press release yet. But if Adam Schefter's saying it, the Patriots themselves are saying, report Bill O'Brien coming back. I think what we'll see is like a, a big press release on it. I think they're going to do all the coaches at the same time. That's the way I'm feeling. If there was nothing today from it, no speech, no nothing, I think let's get our coaching staff in order. So when they make the official announcement, they announce it all together at once. I, I like that. There shouldn't be an individual announcement. Let's, let's do Bill O'Brien as the offensive coordinator. Gerard May was the assistant head coach. Here's your offensive lines coach. Here's your special teams coach. Here's this. Here's that. I like to do that all grouped up as one. I think that's what we're going to wait for. But nonetheless, I'm happy. I am so, so happy because the 48 hours from Sunday to Tuesday, Patriots Nation, you got to be feeling good. The Buffalo Bills got walloped at home, which we'll talk about later. We're going to save that one for later. Listen to that later. And then the fact is, 48 hours later, you got your offensive coordinator. Bill O'Brien coming back home. Now, can we spend 40 minutes talking about Bill O'Brien and hyping him up? I don't want to do that. We've done that so many times already on these podcasts. You already know who he is. You had to have already done your research. There's still people complaining about this. There's still people complaining about Bill O'Brien coming to New England and being the offensive coordinator. You people suck. You people suck. Bill O'Brien was a good head coach. Yeah, maybe he's a bad GM. He's not being a GM here. He's a head coach. He's a he's a offensive coordinator that was a head coach 
that has good experience. Like, the people that are hating on the Bill O'Brien coming back to New England and being the offensive coordinator, well, who the fuck did you want here? Like, look at everybody else that was available. Cliff Kingsbury, is out, he's out of here. There's nobody. There's nobody on the list. Like, what do you people want? Why do people need to be negative? Like, why are people putting down Bill O'Brien that are supposed Patriots fans? Like, that's what, that's what upset me today. I'm like, what are you guys doing? This is a huge win. He was the top priority, and the Patriots got that top priority. You should be happy about this. I am happy. I'm excited. It's the first domino that falls in the offseason. You got your offensive coordinator. Start working on the rest of the coaching staff. And then, obviously, the player situation will be the next thing. Now, I've had this little debate. And let's get into a debate right away. I want to hear what you guys are thinking. Because you can just shout it. And I just I want to put this in your mind. Bill O'Brien's here. Gerard Mayo is getting like an upgrade assistant head coach. Who's taken over as the head coach of the New England Patriots in three years? Now, if you want to see it, at Babs on the Mic, Instagram and Twitter, I posted from NBC Sports Boston. Take that, put it out there. Bill Belichick is 19 wins away from passing the all-time wins, including playoffs, over Don Shula. And he's 30 wins away from tying Don Shula in regular season wins. So that's going to take him about three seasons. I have a feeling that Bill O'Brien, we don't, we, and we will never know what these contracts are. It's going to be probably rumors of beat writers trying to put out, oh, this is what I heard, this is what I heard. I feel that Bill O'Brien is only taking this job if he's guaranteed to be the head coach of the future. I think Gerard Mayo is getting that Josh McDaniels treatment. Gerard, I'm going to start teaching you, showing you the ropes of what it's like to be a head coach. We give you the assistant title. And then next year, or even the year after, whatever job opening you see fit, you will be hired because you are the assistant head coach of the New England Patriots, and I want you to go off on your own and go learn. And then I think when that happens, Steve Belichick, at some point, I think Steve Belichick's going to be named the defensive coordinator. And I think in the future, and things can change, It'll be Bill O'Brien head coach. Steve Belichick is an assistant head coach slash defensive coordinator. And I think you might see this transition of Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien, Steve Belichick. I feel like that's what we're now going to lean into. That's years away. It's speculation. Shit can change. I mean, that's what we thought with Josh McDaniels to Matt Patricia and Bill, and Bill Belichick and all that. But it gets you going because it's, this is what your coaching staff is going to be now set for the next couple years. Bill O'Brien, Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick. Like, that's the core that you have. Now, I want to take the time to Matt Patricia. I understand your hate for Matt Patricia. But I choose to remember the positive times. Remember when Matt Patricia was wearing the Goodell Clown shirt at the Super Bowl 51? He lands in Boston. Like, everyone loved Matt Patricia when he was the defensive coordinator here. Some didn't, and I agree, because the bend don't break, right? And it broke a couple times. Then when you can see Super Bowl 53, defense does matter. But I think Patricia does have a great mind for the game, and I think that he's just the scapegoat for the Patriots this season. 
He was put into a weird situation. He's doing a favor for Bill. I, I, I don't blame Patricia totally. It's frustrating. I'm frustrated with you. But I'm not trying to ax him. I think the people that want him just pushed out the door and say, see you later. I think, I think Matt Patricia deserves another opportunity on the New England Pages in a different capacity. Nothing to do with offense, but a different capacity in some sort of way. I heard the rumors of there was things in the locker rooms and he, he doesn't get along with certain players, this and that. You can find him a desk job somewhere. Like, like Let him be the new Ernie Adams. Let him stay away from the locker room. But I think he still can be a supportive system coach that can help the New England Patriots out in some sort of capacity. Like, I still believe that Matt Patricia can do something well somewhere in that organization. And I'd like to give Matt Patricia another shot with the title that's pushed away from the locker room. But you get what I'm saying? Like, I I don't think it's right to just completely bury him because he was put into an awkward spot this year where he's just trying to step up and make it work. Bill O'Brien was always the choice. Bill O'Brien was committed to Alabama last season. You couldn't get him. The Patriots probably did not want to... Not Patriots, but Bill, Bill Belichick probably didn't want to commit to an offensive coordinator because let's say it works out and they had 10 wins. Like, they're going to stay with what they had. Bill O'Brien wouldn't be here this year. But it also was detrimental to Mac Jones. And it also, you're, you're kind of skipping a year. Like, it just... It just it's a messy situation. But Bill O'Brien committed to Alabama. You couldn't get him. He does his time. You finally get him. It was the top priority. So this is what's going to bring me here before I wrap this one rant up. There are absolutely no excuses now for the New England Patriots. I don't want to hear this, well, it's our first year and we're still trying to figure this out. Fuck that. You... The Patriots made the fan base and players have to deal with this last season of taking kind of a step back. No, you're bringing in the top priority offensive coordinator who has been with the Patriots, who has a good relationship with Belichick, who has done a pretty solid job out there as a head coach. And you have the quarterback that has spent a little time with this offensive coordinator that has roots in the same system of Alabama. Like, this needs to be a home run. And there's no excuses from Bill O'Brien. And there should be no excuses from Mac Jones. I am a Mac defender this year. I think that he was put in the wrong situation. And now that he has an offensive coordinator, hey, pal, it's year three. You came from the 33rd team of the NFL, the Alabama Crimson Tide. You already have that experience with you. You're a national champion. And I know this is your third offensive coordinator in three years. But you should be able to make this work, Mac Jones. Because I think Mac was making it work towards the end of the year. Especially trying to keep those turnovers down. This is great. No excuses. I am telling you. I'm telling you. This needs to be a playoff team. They need to make it past the wild card. That's where the, that's where the bar is. Why is the bar like that? Well, when two years ago we had Josh McDaniels, you made it to the playoffs. You got to that part. You need to be back there and win the A. You have to win. And I'd say even go into the AFC title game. That's where it needs to get into right now. 
Like the bar needs to be really put high. My expectations now with Bill O'Brien are high. Like this past year, I was told, like, lower those expectations, Babs. This team's not going to be so good. Nope, not anymore. My expectations are high. They're going to be high because Bill O'Brien's here. What are you getting at wide receiver? What offensive pieces are you bringing now? We already know what the defense is. That defense ain't changing anything. The defense might even get better. It's where the offense is now, the potential of where it is, and where it's going to be with Bill O'Brien. I'm excited. You should be too. Pat's Nation, like, this is this feels good. Oh, you don't take your moral victories and... No, be excited. The team wants to be competitive. How many franchises out there fucking suck? They're one and dones. They get it to a spot. They come back to reality, and they're a poverty franchise, and it takes them five years, six, seven years. No, the Patriots are going pedal to the metal. They get the offensive coordinator. Let's get fucking back into the dance. Because you know it, and I know it. The Patriots should have been in the dance. The Patriots could have beat some of these teams. They're not completely far off. Are they Super Bowl contenders, Babs? No, they're not. Can they become Super Bowl contenders? Yes, they can. This is episode 16. Babs on the mic brought to you by K&M All-Star Sports Store located at the Foxer. Foxer? Foxer? What the hell's wrong with me? Foxwoods! Tanger Outlets. Go down to Foxwoods and go down to see K&M All-Star Sports Store. Get ready because title weekend's coming up. And I'll be down there, I'm pretty sure, for the Super Bowl down at Foxwoods. A little teaser right there. You want to come down and hang out with me and watch the big game? I'll be down at the DraftKings Sportsbook. But I'm going to stop by K&M first to gear up. Possibly gear up. It depends on who's in the Super Bowl. And I hope it's Cincinnati. But give K&M a little follow there on Instagram as well, too. Let's move forward here. I feel with Bill O'Brien now being as the offensive coordinator. I'm talking to GRD. We're on the phone. And one of the – who are you bringing in, right? Is the DeAndre Hopkins thing dead? Do they have a like – again, I'm not, the DeAndre Hopkins is not a needle mover for me. But they definitely need to bring wide receivers in. So now the first domino's done. Bill O'Brien's here. Next thing that we can start ranting about and talking about, who are they bringing at wide receiver? So I was talking to GRD today, and we were like looking at, let's look at Bill O'Brien in Houston and look at some of the stats, offensive stats. Because he's like, oh, imagine you brought J.J. Watt out of retirement, brought him over, you know. Who are Bill O'Brien guys? Like, who are Bill O'Brien guys? Will Fuller is a Bill O'Brien guy. Will Fuller drafted in the first round. I believe he was the 21st overall pick who has ties back with Bill O'Brien. He, he was going to commit to Penn State to go play for Bill O'Brien, but instead he ended up committing to Notre Dame. But he's known him since 2012. Will Fuller comes into the Texans, and yes, he was shadowed by DeAndre Hopkins, but Will Fuller put up some great stats. And when everything fell apart in 2020 for the Houston Texans, Will Fuller got out of there, he went down to Miami, and then he got hurt. And then Will Fuller didn't play last year. And I was trying to dig into it, like, why didn't he play? And there's some issues possibly with Will Fuller himself. He did state he wanted to play with De- De- um, Deshaun Watson. I don't know exactly 
what Will Fuller is thinking or where his mind at is. Is he physically ready to go? I just look at Will Fuller as one of the potential targets that has a built relationship with Bill O'Brien. Something that you can, under 30 years old. And he's someone that can come in on a cheap, cheap one-year deal, prove a deal to get your name back into the league, to provide a little spark for the for the New England Patriots offense this year. He could be a solid replacement for if you're going to lose Aguilar, Myers, or whatever it may be. So I, I'm looking at cheaper alternatives. I know that the people don't like that either because they're like, we need to spend, we need to go out there, we need to get the big names, but... It's what the Patriots' bread and butter is, is finding these guys they don't have to pay a lot of money that can get the max value out of them. Like a Kendrick Bourne next year, you're going to get the max value out of Kendrick Bourne. I think he proved it in the first year, then this past year, they weren't giving him anything. He's going to be on his final year of the deal. Kendrick Bourne's going to want a ball out. So you're going to get the max out of Kendrick Bourne. Like That's what I feel like you can get out of Wolf Fuller. Someone that Bill O'Brien Trust knows has obviously made him into something as well, too. And that's just one name. That's just one name I'm throwing out. Like, I talked about the Jerry Judy thing, and I like the Jerry Judy trade. And I know you guys are still on DeAndre Hopkins. And guess what? Just in a little bit, I'm going to go through a bunch of questions. I've seen those questions. I haven't read into them. We'll just go through one-on-one, and we'll just rant on them. Let's talk Divisional Weekend. And title weekend coming up. I want to do a quick recap of it. Let's just start on the NFC side. Philadelphia Eagles absolutely blow out the New York Giants. Was it 38-7? to I didn't see that coming. It's maybe because I just hate Philly. I just don't want to believe in them. They are the real deal. They didn't miss. I, I, I think they're on their way to the Super Bowl the way they look. And that Philly, I mean, I, I support Philly for their, their crowd. How hyped they are. They just make great content. Like The next day you're looking at all the content that comes out in the stands. It was great. Philly looks like the real deal. Jalen Hurts looks like the real deal. That team looks like the real deal. If they win the Super Bowl, credit to the organization. Credit to the GM. Because not only did you win it with Carson Wentz. Then having Nick Foles replace him to win the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots. But then to go out and take Jalen Hurts and stick by his side where he was very questionable last year towards the end of the year and trying to figure things out. But going out and getting a name like A.J. Brown and putting things together. That's a good organization. That means it's run really well to be in the spot that they're in right now. The flip side, Dallas Cowboys, 49ers. The Brock Purdy train is kind of slowing down a little bit that's what it felt like watching that game defensive battle Dak Prescott is absolutely overrated I I remember saying this like two three years ago how overrated this guy is he's not the answer for the Cowboys and the Cowboys are going to be stuck with him with his contract just so like, if I'm Jerry Jones, you got to start looking elsewhere at quarterback. He is not the answer. I think Dak's a great guy, like, in terms of who he is and how he carries himself. But he's just not a Super Bowl contending quarterback. 
There was he had what three timeouts, three minutes to go, and just he looked awful that game. The Niners defense, we will see if they are the real deal. NFC title game in Philly. Who am I picking? I haven't decided. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing San Fran back. I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't really, I'm not invested. I'm not invested like I'm invested into the AFC title game. The Kansas City Chiefs should have fucking lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence had so many opportunities to get into the game and take a lead, and he could not fucking capitalize. You talk about a one-hit wonder now. Gave him credit last time. The Oh, he threw four touchdowns in a half. That's the Chargers blowing it. It wasn't Trevor coming back. It was the Chargers blowing it, and it proved it in Kansas City. Pat Mahomes got hurt. Momentum looked like it was shifting. Even, I don't care that Chad Henney, he went, I mean, he went right down the field. They score a touchdown, they're up 17-7. You had the opportunity to take advantage in that second half, and you could not do it. I give credit to Pat Mahomes, a high ankle sprain, just like Mac Jones had. I give credit to Pat Mahomes to get back out there. The adrenaline's rushing. You're excited. You're the captain. You are the $500 million quarterback. You have to be out there. So I give credit to Pat Mahomes for having that dog in him. But he's also he's putting himself out there to risk further injury. And I really wonder what type of Pat Mahomes we will see this upcoming Sunday. On the flip side, the best game of the weekend to Babs, the Cincinnati Bengals went in and absolutely clapped the booty cheeks of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, it felt so great. I've been waiting to talk about this. Oh, like, ah, <laughs> it feels so great. The Bills at home in their weather, snowy weather, Buffalo. They can only put up a 10 measly points. Joe Burrow went nine for nine, hit six different receivers. They went up 14 nothing in that game. There was a point where it should have been 21-3. to Like, there was, a, there was a point, like, they just, that was a touchdown on Jamar Chase. That should have been a touchdown. Joe Burrow is that guy. He's fun to watch, man. He, he is the next fucking big thing. He has to win the Super Bowl this year to really fucking put your stamp down. Joe Burrow going from LSU to as a national champion, really likable guy to the football fan base, to go to a Cincinnati Bengals franchise, waiting, clawing, just we need that quarterback, and that was Joe Burrow. And then tearing his ACL in his rookie season. I feel like a lot of people forget about that. He's come such a long way. But tearing that ACL also helped him get the draft pick of Jamar Chase and then the next year going right to the Super Bowl. There saw, I saw a stat that was like he is 6-0 and in the cold weather games, like where if it's like 40 degrees and under or some, some crazy stat like that. I love it. I loved 
Joe Burrow's post game where they were interviewing him. I think it was Tracy Wolfson and was like, hey, you know, you had the neutral site and that's not happening. He said, better send out those refunds. Like, that's a likable guy. He had a little smile on his face. Like, I just, I want the Bengals to win. I also feel that if Joe Burrow went on to, like, win three Super Bowls in the next six years, that wouldn't bother me as much as Pat Mahomes doing that. Pat Mahomes comes with all that added baggage. It's the way he carries himself. It's the way that fan base carries themselves. Maybe I'll change my tune and see how Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati fans would act like that. Cincinnati is the New England Patriots fan base from the many moons ago. I need to see Joe Burrow Masterclass Sunday in Kansas City. Back-to-back wins in Buffalo. I mean that. You had a home game win against a tough divisional opponent where they were in scoring position on your one-yard line. 99-yard touchdown return for a fumble. That changed the game. To go into Buffalo, and Buffalo didn't even put up a fight. You win that game. If you can go into Kansas City, beat Pat Mahomes, to go 3-0 and against Pat Mahomes, I believe. He has six touchdowns, no interceptions against Kansas City. If he can go in there and go to the Super Bowl back-to-back years, he truly is him. Now, I just want to talk about Buffalo Bills real quick. The Buffalo Bills, I don't know what they're, I don't want to say that, like, they're done. Like, they're done, they're over, they're never going to be back. They, they, they still have Josh Allen, right? But holy shit, they're in a hole. You saw Diggs and how he was upset with Josh Allen after the game. They have so many key free agents, especially on defense. They have no cap space. Their cap is tied into Josh Allen and Vaughn Miller. And if Vaughn Miller, is he even going to be okay to play next year? Coming off of a major ACL injury with being like 33, 34 years old, I think it's going to be tough. And Buffalo ain't a free agent destin- destination. Like, who's going to want to go up there and play? You got to go and pull pieces. You're going to have to pull the Rams. You're going to have to trade future assets to win now. The NFL gives you a small window of hope to win. Even some of the greatest teams out there fail to make it to the Super Bowl. And the Bills fans should know this from going to four straight in a row. And they couldn't even get one. If I'm a Buffalo Bills fan right now, I'd be nervous. Because you've been enjoying this little ride the last few years. Oh, the Pats don't have Tom Brady anymore. We control the AFC East. It's finally our time. That window, it's not slammed shut. That window is closing big time. From Super Bowl favorites to now questioning what is our team going to look like in 2023. I love it. I love it. And fuck you people out there that say, I can't celebrate that. Oh, you're so classless and You're acting like them. Yes. You know how many times the Bills fans were so happy to see the Patriots lose the playoffs and how they've been just stomping on you the last couple years. Your franchise is done. They're going to be irrelevant. Guess what? You guys had a head start, and you still haven't shown anything. 
Pats fans, Pats Nation, be excited these last couple days. The Bills, your division rival, waxed. Bill O'Brien, here, offensive coordinator. There's hope. There's hope for a good turnaround. It makes you excited for football next year. It makes you excited to go to these games next year. You're more invested into this team now. It's going to be a nice offseason. And I can't wait to have this run with you guys and, and, and go through this journey. Let's pull up notes. And let's read through them. Bright. All right. I'm going to try to go through all these at once. Let's go. Zach Urban, 22. Should we look to sign an offensive lineman or draft one? Look at what you have available in free agency for offensive linemen. And I think with the 14th overall pick, you, you, you got to get an old lineman. I, I don't know. I, again, we'll, these mock drafts are going to come out for the next month or two. It's going to be hard to assess it. Let's just see what Bill O'Brien ride with what he wants to go. Zach Urban, 22. I'm hearing all these wide receivers the Patriots could acquire, but we still need at number one guy ideas. And I do think the Patriots should get aggressive. I do think the Pats should get aggressive. Would you trade, the listeners out there, would you trade the 14th overall pick for Justin Jefferson? Would you do it? Which means you get to extend him, by the way. Like, like you sign and trade. Yeah, I, I'd do it. I want that number one. I But we'll see what Bill O'Brien... I mean, Bill O'Brien had a number one with DeAndre Hopkins, right? And that made it work out. Bill O'Brien also had the two tight end set working out with Gronk and Hernandez. You have John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. Maybe he says we don't need a true wide receiver one. But maybe getting a true wide receiver one makes that two tight end set even worth it more. Nolan McLeod. Great to hear from you, Nolan. How will O'Brien change the offense? Again, two tight end set. How would change the offense? Look what you had for offensive offensive guys last year. Ziggy is the real T-Rex. Does Mac thrive under O'Brien? And I think he does. Bill O'Brien is an asshole. Like, you've seen the video that's been surfaced back around Boston Sports Throwback. Great follow, by the way. Posted how Bill O'Brien was yelling at Tom Brady. Bill O'Brien ain't afraid to get in your face. And you saw how passionate Mac Jones was in yelling and screaming. I can't wait to see Bill O'Brien yell back at him. Because guess what? It's it's working conditions. They're not. It's not going to be about hate. It's going to be about frustration to get better. That's why I said I gave Mac Jones so much credit this year progressing off the field. And his passion. Because Mac just wants to be challenged. And Mac, I think, will have to showcase it. Because guess what? This is it for him. If Mac cannot accomplish it this year, he's done. He like I think he's done with the Patriots. You can't do it with Bill O'Brien in the first year. I don't think there's any excuses. They'll just move on to the next guy. Because Bailey Zappi is going to be soaking everything in. And we already seen what he had. That's that Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones in the in the uh, training camp could get interesting. Um, Adolph Pitchard, oh, 
I suck with uh with names. Adolfo Pitchard OJR with Billy O in the building. Do you see the Pats drafting QB or letting go of Hoyer? Great question. I think Hoyer's going to retire. I feel like Hoyer could be a camp body. You bring him in for training camp. He's like one of the last cut. I don't know if you draft a quarterback yet. I think you let this class go. I think there's other positions you can draft and take a dart throw at. Kind of see what you have with Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones. Kind of keep it at that. But next year, I, I, I mean, Bill, Bill O'Brien definitely wants to draft maybe his guy. Maybe he takes a throw away in the sixth round. I don't know. But I, I don't think it's, I think you stick with Hoyer. Hoyer knows Bill O'Brien as well, too. I think it would be better to keep someone like him around to help with the playbook. And Hoyer still has one more year left on his contract. Uh, actual Trevor Falonsby, what's going to happen with A-Rod and Lamar and Brady? A lot of news came out today. So it said that the Packers are going to only exclusively trade with any AFC team for Aaron Rodgers. The likely landing spot, it looks like the New York Jets, they're willing to give up draft capital for him. Multiple first rounders. And the New York Jets, I will not sleep on them. They're building a playoff, true playoff contending team. I think they're truly one or two pieces away from giving you a hard time. I would love to see Aaron Rodgers twice a year. And I think the New York market's a good fit for Aaron Rodgers. I think he lands there. Lamar Jackson is a question mark. I still feel like Lamar is going to go to Seattle. I don't know why I have that. I, I, I hear that yeah, Seattle wants to stick with Geno Smith. I don't think so. I think if they have a chance for Lamar Jackson, you go for it, Pete Carroll. I think he fits them up there. And I think Tom Brady, depending on how Brock Purdy looks against the Eagles, because I think he came back down to reality a little bit against the Cowboys. I think you could see Brady still in San Fran. I think you could see Brady obviously in Vegas. I mean, there was also talks about, you know, A-Rod going to going to Vegas as well. But it's going to be a fun offseason watching some of these big-name quarterbacks and where they land. Mac underscore for president with Bill O'Brien as our new OC. Do you see us signing any wide receivers outside of D-Hop? Well, I mean, they might sign receivers outside, uh, more receivers than D-Hop. Like, they, I don't think D-Hop's even coming. But it would be interesting to see them two back together, make amends, and, and get to work. Like I said, I I don't think he's a needle mover, but I I will support DeAndre Hopkins, and I'll, I will hope they're the best, especially if Bill O'Brien's here. Pazzy underscore 343 just wanted to reiterate what I said on your podcast. Let's fucking go, Babs. Appreciate it. I do appreciate that. Your boy, Table, who's the next player assistant we're assigning next? I feel like, again, just to go back to the beginning, you're going to hear the reports of this person's been signed for offensive line. This person's been signed for assistant. This person's doing tight ends. And they'll do one major press conference. So, all right, here we go. This is what we have. The first major move I see happening in the NFL, I think, is Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr, there was talks about him going to Houston. It feels like there might be a trade happening with Derek Carr. 
I think he might be that first major quarterback move we see for a player. I mean, it has to happen by the Super Bowl for, for a little after the Super Bowl for a trade. But we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, last but not least, uh, I am Joe Croft. The AFC East up for grabs next season after the Bills being exposed as frauds yet again. Yes. The AFC East is wide open. And listen, if you get Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, and let's say Tua comes back healthy or they go for Lamar Jackson, or the AFC East it could be very ultra-competitive next year. Kind of like the AFC West. like You had Mahomes, Herbert, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr. Like It was supposed to be like, that's the division. That's the division. And it didn't really end up like that at all. I think the Buffalo Bills are in a bad spot. They had the team to compete. They had the team to make the punch. They did not succeed. And you have Miami catching up. Like if Tua was not hurt, if Tua was not hurt and Tua was not hurt at all this season, they would have beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I feel like if the Patriots had a true offensive coordinator, the Patriots could have beat Buffalo this year. Week 18, probably could have beat them early in the season at home. And the New York Jets, they, they're scrappy. They just need that quarterback. And they can compete. Oh, man, like, listen. I want the Pages to make the playoffs first and foremost. Like, they have to make it. But I will be so ecstatic. If next season the Buffalo Bills are in last place in the division, even if they're seven and nine or I mean or eight and nine, I mean, nine and eight, eight and nine, like in that area, and they're last. Oh, that would be so sweet. And the Patriots get the division title again. I want that bad. They're in trouble, man. They don't I don't know what the hell they're gonna put out there for for a team. I'm gonna be eyeballing that. How is Josh Allen going to be able to bounce back from this? And they went through the adversity this year. And I understand the DeMar Hamlin situation. But guess what? He was there in the stadium. Like not even not even talking about home field advantage. Like you had DeMar Hamlin advantage. He was there for you in that locker room. Unless it comes out that the NFL said you have to lose this game so we don't have a neutral site. It's the only way I'm going to believe why they suck that bad. Oh, that was great. That's it. We're wrapped up. We're hitting that 40-minute mark. Babs in the mic, episode 16, brought to you by KM All-Star Sports Store. I can't wait. I want Cincinnati, and I will take Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Philly, I'm fine with because I think it gets good content for the week. Cincinnati, San Fran, I think it's a true battle of the best teams of the league. Two teams on very big, long, hot streaks. It all comes to an end for Super Bowl Sunday there. I'd like that as well. And let's see if any other news. I feel like things might not, might die off a little bit, but what a good week. I want Pagers Nation to have a great rest of the week. You had a great couple days to start the week. Bill's losing. Bill O'Brien back. Let's finish this week strong, guys. You guys have a great one. Take care. Ride the wave.